0: To into his house There is healing there Come into his house There is joy Let's praise Almighty God Lift his holy name Come into his house To pray Come into his house There is healing there Come into His arms. There is joy. Joy. Let's praise Almighty God with His holy name. Come into His arms
1: to pray. I want to welcome you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord, and I want to. Welcome, first of all, those who have come here to this uh, congregation, to Go Center. And I want to welcome all those of you who are watching us on television today. And we want to say to you, you are welcome. We want you to be blessed. We want you to be touched by the hand of the Almighty God. And I want to ask everybody in this congregation to give a very special welcome to you, our visitors on television. Well, today we want to share the Word of God, and we always must remember and realize that we do not live by bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of God. You know, when we stay without the Word of God, we will become weak, we'll become undermined, we'll become restless. But with the Word of God in our life we are going to be able to stand and withstand all the temptations which are coming our way. For the last few weeks, I've been discussing or uh, preaching about uh, a subject which I call family under attack. And we need to realize that uh, our families are really under heavy attack from the powers of darkness, from liberal thinking. You know, uh, I've been reading in one of uh, the books... Uh, by John MacArthur, and he said they have done a, 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 a survey where they found out that there is in America there are only seven percent of what you would call a traditional family where you know children are living together with mom and dad, and where dad uh, takes care of uh, the income is the breadwinner and and mom is is at home taking care of the children. only seven percent of all Population is living in such kind of a family. That's less than 10%. Just imagine. And no wonder uh, do we see so many problems arising in our world because of such kind of attack against the values which are laid down by the Word of God. So today we are going to look at the subject which I've entitled God's Mandate for Parents. God's Mandate for Parents. Okay, in case you are not a parent, uh, that doesn't mean you can now uh, close your eyes and close your ears and go home or switch off. Uh, But I want to tell you, every one of us is called to be a parent. If you don't have children of your own, why don't you adopt some? You know, there are so many children who have got no parents. So many children who have got no guidance, no direction in their lives. And it's important for us to realize that God has a great future for every single one of us. When we direct young people and grow them into responsible people before God, you know, there is hope for the world. Amen? So I want to speak about the mandate, God's mandate for parents. And, uh, of course, that is primarily directed uh, to parents who have got children in their house. But it could also uh, be very much true for spiritual parents. And uh, all of us should be spiritual parents. If you are uh, a child of God for any length of time, you know, longer than two months, then you should become a parent yourself. Okay? Then you should go and testify to others and Disciple people and bring them up in the fear of God. And so that is a message really truly to everybody. Now let me take you to the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 22 verse 6. A very well known scripture. The Bible says here in the New International Version. Train a child in the way he should go. And when he is old he will not turn from it. Very powerful Truth, which is expressed in this one single verse in Proverbs chapter 22, verse 6, train a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he will not turn from it. I want to take you also to the book of Ephesians, chapter 6, and uh, there I'm just going to read verse 4. We were talking about this scripture even last week, but I want to uh, highlight verse 4, and the Bible says here, fathers... Do not provoke your children to anger by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with the discipline and instructions that comes from the Lord. And I want to underline that. Rather, bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. Okay? There's a lot of knowledge in our world today, but the knowledge doesn't make us any wiser. The knowledge which has increased tremendously, you know, not only hundredfold, but thousandsfold. You know, when you look at the internet, for instance, you can get almost any information you want. But information and wisdom is not the same. You know, information can be there, but the wisdom to apply it is something completely different. And that's what we need in our world today. And so the Bible is calling to unto fathers to bring up their children with discipline and instruct them with the direction which comes from God, from the word of the Lord. Let me take you to the book of Proverbs as well, and I'm going to read from Proverbs chapter 1. Now, for those of you who have not read the book of Proverbs, I want to uh, really encourage you that you study the book of Proverbs because there are so many nuggets of truth in that book, which really can help you practically to apply uh, truth in the everyday situations of life. And uh, this is what the introduction to Proverbs is saying, which I'm going to read to you now. Proverbs 1 verse 1. These are the Proverbs of Solomon, David's son, king of Israel. Their purpose is to teach people wisdom and discipline. Help them understand the insights of the wise. Their purpose is to teach people to live disciplined. Let me read it again from verse 2. Their purpose is to teach people wisdom and discipline. Help them understand the insights of the wise. Their purpose is to teach people to live disciplined and successful lives. To help them do what is right, just, and fair. Praise the Lord. You know, today, a lot of people, they don't care what is right, just, and fair. But the Word of God says this is what we should put into our life, that which is right, just, and fair. These proverbs will give insight to the simple knowledge and discernment to the young. Let the wise listen to these proverbs and become even wiser. Let those with understanding receive guidance By exploring the meaning in these proverbs and parables, the words of the wise and their riddles. Fear of the Lord is the foundation of true knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and discipline. And verse 8, my child, listen when your father corrects you. Do not neglect your mother's instruction. What you learn from them will crown your life with grace and be a chain of honor around your neck. My child, if sinners entice you, turn your back on them. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, I want to thank you so much for your word. And I pray, let these words become a real guiding principle in the life of every parent. And Lord, in the life of every parent who is going to be one in future. Lord Jesus, I want to thank you so much for your word, which is so clear, which is so wonderful for us to live by. And I pray, Lord, that you open up this word to us today and make us understand what you want us to live by. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I'm talking about God's mandate for parents. And uh, the first thing I want to tell you before anything else is that, you know, parents, before they are going to speak much to their children, they should be role models for their children. You know, before a child can fully understand what is being said, it can already see and observe very well. You know, to teach concepts, to teach what is right and wrong, it will take time for a little child to grow up but a child can observe from its very youngest age. And every one of us is called to become a role model, even if you are not a parent, but you are called to become a role model for others. Children need examples, need people who give them a good image of life. And you know, we all have heard about uh, the fact that what you hear, you forget, after a certain while, okay? Whatever I'm preaching to you today, uh, I I tell you after two or three weeks, you will not remember much of it anymore. But from what you see and what you hear, you are able to retain a greater percentage of that uh, knowledge and uh, that that, uh, input which you get through seeing, hearing, smelling, experiencing. And that's why it is so important that we are hearers of the Word and then become doers of the Word. Because what we are putting in practice, you know, when we hear something and we put it into practice immediately, we won't forget easily anymore. Because it is something which has become flesh and blood within our lives. And that's what God calls us to do. That's why the Lord calls us to be witnesses of His wonderful grace, of His love, of His kindness, of our salvation. And you know, in order to be a witness, you don't need to become a a, a, a preacher who is going to Bible college for one year, two years, or three years, or or longer. For you being a witness, all you need to have is to have experienced something. Isn't it? And once you have experienced the grace of God, once you have experienced the love of God, you can turn around and witness about it. And I want you to put some of the things I'm telling you this morning to put into practice because otherwise I'm afraid that you are going to forget what I'm going to tell you today. Okay, so please have your pencils ready or your pens and have your paper ready and put down, jot down what. Is important for you to put into practice in your life. Whether you are a parent or a, pro- a prospective parent, you know, it doesn't matter. Uh, I'm sure most of us, if not yet parents, you want to become one in the near future. And if you can't be one in the future, a physical parent, then become a spiritual parent to children or to young people who are coming into the kingdom of the Lord. Now, let me tell you, the the lives of parents, what children are seeing in the lives of their fathers and mothers will impact them for years and years to come. I never realized that when I was young. You know, when I was young, sometimes I was at odds with my parents, you know, especially my my dad. But, you know, as I grew older and older, I realized that I had not only... uh, You know, being directed and disciplined by him, but that I became, in some ways, a lot like him. And I realized that the input he has given to me had really a great meaning in my life. And that is true for every single one of us. Now, my father was not a Christian at that time, but nevertheless, his input has made a great difference in my life. Now, what of you who know Jesus as Lord and Savior, and you can combine the gospel of Jesus Christ with experience and with uh, the love which you have. And that's what we are called to do. Now, the Apostle Paul says in one of the scriptures, there are many guardians. In 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 15, even so, you have 10,000 guardians in Christ, or other translations are saying servants, okay? Or others are using words like schoolmasters, okay? The Bible says here, you do not have many fathers, for in Christ Jesus, I became your father through the gospel. You know, it's a difference whether somebody is a father or a just Uh, you know, a schoolmaster or a teacher or instructor, whatever the case may be. You know, an instructor or a teacher, he may try to do his best to the children under his care, but if they are naughty and if they are doing whatever they want and they don't listen, he may just shrug it off and say, it's not my problem, you know. These children, let them go home and uh, be disciplined by their parents. But a father will be personally involved and will make sure that the child is coming on the right track. At least that's what the role of a father is. He will do that with love, with patience, with kindness. He will do that even if it takes long. And you know, the nature of training is not something which is happening overnight. Why don't you look at people who are, you know, like football coaches, who are training teams, and you will agree with me, that's not an easy job, as we have just heard again uh, about the last result of our our soccer team, you know? Uh, But never mind, you know? If you want to have success, you have to invest. And you cannot say, I have trained them now for the last six months, now they have got it all. It's not possible. Training continues. Training goes on and on and on and on. And I I want to make you realize, parents and prospective parents, that you need to give an input to your children with kindness, with goodness, with love. Even if they have angered you, even if they have put you off, you know, switch yourself on again and give them good, positive instruction so that they can grow up in the Lord's. Paul is saying in the book of uh, 1 Corinthians 11, verse 1, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. So in other words, we are examples for our children, physical and spiritual as well. You know, in order to show them this is the way, walk in it. And that example will have a great impact in the lives of young people, in the lives of even young Christians. Now, the Bible tells us that we should teach children the way of the Lord. You know, it's not one time found in the Bible, but many times. Let me just quickly take you to the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 6, verse 4. Deuteronomy, chapter 6, verse 4. The Bible says here, Listen, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone. And you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your strength. And you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I am giving you today. Repeat them again and again to your children. Talk about them when you are at home and and when you are on the road and when you are going to bed and when you are getting up. Tie them to your hands and wear them on your foreheads as reminders writing them on the doorposts of your house and your gates then the lord your god will soon bring you into the land he swore to give you when he made a vow to your ancestors abraham isaac and jacob it is a land with large and prosperous cities that you did not build praise the lord so here the the lord is giving us a clear instructions that our lives need to be you know directed towards the lord this scripture is well known we all have heard about it that we must walk with the lord that we must love him that we must give our best to him and then the bible says very clearly that we should repeat the commandments of the Lord again and again to our children. Don't get tired. Just because you remember that you have told something to your children three times, it doesn't mean they have grasped the concepts. As parents, we have a responsibility. As parents, God wants us to bring training into the lives of our children. Ephesians chapter six, verse four brings that out so clearly. He says, bring them up with the discipline and instructions that comes from the Lord. Now, we know very well that today people are reading a lot of books about parenting and upbringing. And if you go into a bookshop, even around here, you'll find a lot of books about these subjects. And some of these topics may be good. Some of them may not be very helpful at all. The best parenting book is right here. It is the Bible. Amen? If we take the concepts of the Word of God and bring it to our children and make sure that they learn them, and not only repeat them by saying them, but put them into practice, we will help our children to grow up and become responsible citizens. But of course, that means, first of all, before we can give, we need to receive. Okay? The Word of God says that parents should train their children on the right track, on the right way. But that means the parents must know about the Word of God first, isn't it? You can't train somebody else in something you don't know, in something you are not sure about. And that's why it is so important for us as parents to really be ahead of our children. You know, it always becomes a problem when your children overtake you and they know things better. <clears throat> and maybe you're trying to quote the Bible and they say, no, that. that's not what the Bible says. You know, then you, you, you are losing your authority. You understand? That's why we as parents, we must learn. We must be able to Absorb the word of God in order for us to be good teachers. The Bible says, train a child. And I want to stress the point, training. You know, the book of uh, Deuteronomy said, repeat again and again. Again. All these things, I tell you, repeat them again and again. You know, remind them when you get up, remind them when you lie down, remind them on the road, remind them when you go out, remind them when come come home. And that's true. Reminder is very important. Let me come back to, to the world of football again, you know, or soccer. You see, it doesn't matter how much a trainer or a coach has been preparing his team just before they go on the field they will get a talk they will get an encouragement they will be told hey we are we are in good form we can make it you understand encouraged so much that they can really go out convinced and convicted that it is possible we can overcome and if adults need that you know how much more children who are still growing up. So parents, don't get ever tired to tell your children, physical and spiritual, tell your children that there is a destiny waiting for them. God has prepared a great future for them and they can walk in the footsteps of the Lord. They can walk in their destiny when they do the things which God has laid down for them. I tell you, it is very, very powerful. That means parents must be very patient. Once in a while you have seen a football coach who becomes very annoyed, you know, and he looks like very impatient. Let me tell you, these people must be patient because they will see things happening and happening and happening over and over again which are not the way they want it to be. And that's true in the lives of parents. You know, they see children do things which are not right, and they need to teach them. Children don't know the right way until parents teach them. You know, our liberal world today tells them you should not uh, you know, try to give the children any kind of, of pressure. They must decide on their own. But let me tell you, children cannot decide until they have been taught values. Morals, ability to judge what is right and what is wrong. Because no child comes in this world with a catalog of knowledge. Every child comes in this world knowing nothing. Knowing nothing, nothing at all. Not to walk, not to talk, not to stand up. Nothing at all. The only thing they know is crying. I hope that doesn't offend you because you and I, we have come into the world the same way. But of course, God has given us a lot of intelligence, intelligence to learn, intelligence to grasp whatever we are being taught. And you can see that all around the world, people use that for good and for bad. You see sometimes that children are being taught quite terrible things and children do what they are taught. So if we teach them the values of God, they will walk in the ways of the Lord. If we teach them bad things, they will equally do that. Every now and then you hear somebody standing before a group of people, uh, of young people or children, and they're saying, this is the future. Well, it's true, it's the future, but it doesn't mean that it must be a good future, you know. Some of them could be ending up in prisons. But others could end up in leadership, positive leadership. It all depends on what we, parents, are feeding them. And I want to tell you, fathers and mothers, please make sure that you are looking at your timetable in your home. You must spend time on your children. It is impossible for you to expect good results when you are not spending good quality time and quantity of time, too, with your children. You know, one thing I've always been amazed is how children often are found in the streets up to very late at night. I remember when we first came to Zambia, I saw children all over the place, and it was like nobody missed them at home. You know, it got dark and they were still running around all over the place. Nobody seemed to be asking, where is my son? Where is my daughter? And I was wondering, what is all this? You see, there are a lot of parents who bring children into this world, but who don't really take much care of them. In Germany, we have a saying, it's easy to become a father, but very difficult to be one. You know, anybody, any fool can become a father, you know. But be a father. And that means to bring up a child in the right way. That is much, much, much more difficult. And so parents, you must know about the whereabouts of your children. Because if you don't know where they are, how do you know that they are not learning the wrong stuff? You must know with who your children are going to walk around. Because if you don't know who they are banding together with, it may make everything you teach them to nothing. Bring it to nothing because it is being destroyed by, by the company which they are going to be in. And that's why parents take responsibility for your children. And I know a lot of couples, a lot of uh, Christian couples who really have a good, tight grip on their children. And that is right. You know, I'm not saying that is wrong. That is good. You know, I'm not saying you must uh, put them into, into prison. No, you give them freedom, but also understand where the limits are and tell them the limits which are there for them. You see, children don't know what is right or what is wrong. And if you are letting them do what they want to do, then you are doing a disservice to them because they don't know any better. They need boundaries. You need to tell them, okay, don't cross that boundary or else this and that will happen. So children need the parents to speak into their lives. So children can only obey if they hear. It's very interesting. You know, the, the... the word obedience in the Greek is a very interesting word, which means uh, something striking. The word in the Greek is or OK, that means to obey. Now, the, the second part means to hear, OK? It means to hear or to listen. And the first part, who? That means to be under. So in other words, somebody who is obeying is somebody who is under a listening father or mother. Okay? You are under a listening influence. In other words, you know what dad said, Or children know what mom said, what dad said. And that's how they will be reminded this is not right. Okay? Temptations are everywhere. You know, when children grow up, they come to temptation. They go in a shop. And, of course, there are all these sweets there. And then, of course, the temptation is big to just touch and put it in the pocket. But then there is the hearing, don't steal. Okay? So, in other words, they are under what they have learned, what they have heard. And that is helping them to obey. If you have not told them, they will easily put that sweet in their pockets And that is the first experience of stealing, you know? And uh, it will carry on that way. Now understand that children are inherently selfish. Okay, when children are born, they don't think about others. They think only about themselves. That's how they are born. And you see there that sin really is living in the flesh of mankind, isn't it? So they will always try to get whatever uh, they want and uh, you, you you all know those of you who are parents how impatient children can be when when uh, They want something maybe they have seen something they will stand there and they will they will they will you know Do anything to just tell mom. Hey, I need this. I need this. I want to have it now Mothers this is it true? So we as parents we need to teach children values, okay? We need to tell them, listen, you need to learn to wait. Patience is not found in little children. It takes a long time to teach that value of patience to a child. Do you know that it is very hard to teach a child to share? You know, give a chocolate to one child and then tell them to share with three others. That will be very difficult, you know. They say, no, this is mine, this is mine. (laughs) Children, you know, from their very young age, they don't know what is right and what is wrong. Mothers, have you seen children putting things into their mouths which you get horrified about? Hmm? Some of them, they're eating mutts. They're just putting in their mouths because they don't know what is right. You have to tell them this is wrong. You have to tell them don't touch this, don't do this because it's going to harm you. So children need to be nurtured, need to be trained, need to be brought up. It starts from very simple, easy things going to the very concepts of the Word of God which children have to learn. Okay? I have not seen any child yet which has been able to uh, walk around after three days. It's very interesting, you know, I grew up on a farm and um, you know, when, when a, a cow go f- gives birth to a, to a small calf, you expect that calf within, uh, you know, 10-15 minutes to stand up. And, and my, my dad always said, you have to stay there until this uh, calf is standing. Interesting, isn't it? I've seen uh, uh, videos about wild animals, you know, uh, who have got a lot of predators. You know, when a child, when a, when, a, when, a, when a young animal is born, that young animal, immediately it is born, it has to get up and start running with the, with the parents. Because if it doesn't, you know, some wild animal will come or other animal will come and will eat it up. So the impalas, when they have young ones, these this young impalas, they cannot just sit for three weeks. They will be eaten by them, you know. But somehow, God has made human beings different, okay? God has given us human beings a lot of time. And you know why? Because we are under the care of a father and a mother. We are supposed to be, okay? It's not always happening, but we are supposed to be under the care of a father and a mother. Mom and dad are protecting this child. Mom and dad are giving value to this child. It takes as long as it takes for the child to learn. It takes weeks, months, years, for that child to grow up, understand, talk, learn concepts, and live a good, successful life. Every human being has that potential to live a good and successful life. Because God has made every one of us with a positive and wonderful destiny in mind. Now that's interesting, isn't it? Animals which are jumping up after a few minutes, after their birth, they will always remain like that. They're running, they know when they have to run away from predators, but they will never be able to talk the way a child will talk. They will never learn concepts the way a human being learns concepts. That's interesting. So God has got a lot of time with every single one of us. You know, God is very patient, and He wants us to be patient with our children as well. Parents, parents, if your children drive you crazy, don't give up on them. Do what you can. Come back again. You are the adult. They are the children. You understand? Repeat again and again the values of the word of God. The morals of the word of God. And you will see eventually it will bring transformation. So remember, obedience means to remain under the influence of Hearing. Okay? That's why the preaching of the word of God is so important. Because we are hearing. And tomorrow when we are in a certain situation, we remember what we have heard. Because that influence of hearing is still there. And we are not falling into temptation because of that strong power which is there through the influence of what we have heard. Because the word of God is sharper than a double-edged sword. It is able to heal. It is able to cut off whatever is not good in our life. Now the Bible says we should discipline our children for their own goods. And last week I talked about the best place uh, for learning humility. The best place to uh, learn submission is of course in the family. Now God has called the parents to give direction to their children. Otherwise, where will they go? You know, we need to prepare our children for what they are going to face in our world. Every one of us comes to junctions along the roads where we have to decide which one is the best. And I remember when I first became a Christian, you know, I, I stood at some of these junctions and said, God, tell me which way I should go. You know, almost like God, uh, let me throw a coin and then whatever comes down, I will do. But, you know, God is not interested in oracles. You understand? He wants us to become adults, make decisions which are based upon the word of God and then walk in these roads. And that's what we need to teach our children. You need to give them the equipment so that when they come into a a situation of making choices for their lives, for their future, they can stand there and say, okay, I've learned this value, this value, this value, this value. Now, based on those values, I can see this road is the right road for me. Amen? And that's where we need to get our children to. All the training... We do to them. Every input we give them is to bring them to a place of maturity, is to bring them to a place where they can decide what to do and how to go forward in their own lives. So, discipline is for their goods. And that's why we need to give our children the Word of God. We must not give them opinions or traditions. You know, Many many parents, instead of giving them the pure word of God, they say, well, we have always done it in our family like this, so you need to do it like that as well. But children these days are not just buying what you tell them. They will ask you why. Give me a reason. And if it is not in the word of God, it's not a good reason whatsoever. You know, sometimes we give our children opinions. No, I feel this is good. You feel it is good, but give me a basis for your feeling. You understand? No, I've, I, I did well in my life with what I've decided. While it's not good enough for children, they will ask you. These days, it's over when they will just nod their head and, and walk uh, according to what you tell them. You know, children these days are emancipated. Have you noticed? If you tell them, can you uh, please get that trouser in the shop, they will tell you, no, I want this one. You know. And the one they want is always the expensive one. Maybe it's written Manchester United or something like that. (laughs) They don't want any odd T-shirt. They want the T-shirt with the message which they feel, you know, is good for them. So it's not easy, you know. These days, we are living in a very complex time and society. And it's true all over the world. So what we need to give them are eternal values. Not opinions, not our own ideas. You see, if you grew up and you became a Christian by default, just because your parents were Christians and everybody else is going to church, you find yourself in church as well, you will be in big problems because your, your children will probe you and they will say, you know, what about your, your face? Okay? They may not say it in that way, but they will, they will probe you a lot. And that's why you need to be grounded and founded upon the word of the Lord. It is so important to understand that we cannot give our children mere opinions. We need to give them the word of the Lord Jesus Christ. What we need to give our children as well are, as I mentioned earlier, clear boundaries. Now, today you hear a lot of people talking about freedom and what some people think about freedom is not really what is very helpful and what is biblical either. You know, some people think freedom is I can do whatever I want. And I tell you that is not true. No one can do anything he or she wants. You know, I mean, if if everybody here would be a little child and all of us would do exactly what we want, there would be absolute chaos. Okay? My freedom has a limit on the freedom of other people. Okay? I can do what I feel is good for me as long as I don't cut off other people's freedom. You hear about the freedom of the press, the freedom of speech, and all this is nice and good, you know, but sometimes people take it too far. You know, sometimes people will talk about others and they will, they will shred certain people into pieces just because, you know, they, they are well-known or they are uh, in the limelight and, and they will just uh, cut them into pieces. And that's not right. You know, we have to respect other people. And my freedom cannot go so far as to disrespect the freedom of other people. And, you know, the only freedom which is true freedom, is freedom in Jesus Christ. The only freedom which sets us free is when we live in the word of our God. The devil will always promise us a lot, but he can't keep anything because he doesn't have freedom, you know? If he tells us, you know, do this, you will be free. You will be indulging in this, indulging in that, indulging in the other, you know. And meanwhile, you don't realize that you are bound, bound by drugs, bound by alcohol, bound by other uh, people's opinions or whatever it may be. You are bound left, right and center. But when we are in Christ, we are free and free indeed. Amen. And that freedom we need to teach our children, parents, correct your children when it is necessary. Now here I'm getting on dangerous ground because our liberal world says no, you must not correct. You know, you must not tell people what to do, children what to do. There's a charter which the United Nations has has agreed upon, and I can't go into that right now. But it's very dangerous. In fact, they don't want. Parents to teach their children anything about religion. They say they should decide for themselves. How will they decide for themselves if we don't give them values? It's not possible. So correction must be there. Do you know that God corrects us when he needs to? The Bible tells us that everyone he loves, he corrects. And I tell you, God loves you. That's why sometimes... Correction comes, even if you don't like it. And no one of us likes it. But it comes because God loves us too much to let us run down the cliff. You know, if somebody is walking down a very dangerous route, and you know any time this, this uh, uh, person is going to crash, you will have to correct. And the correcting might be sometimes tough. You know, you might have to grab somebody on his arm and pull him or her away from the cliff. That's real love, isn't it? Or somebody may say, Oh, you have hurt me, you have hurt me. He said, okay, it's better to hurt you than to let you die. So discipline is for our good. And the Bible tells us, and I must stress, you know, this is what the Bible says, otherwise I might get in trouble, you know. It's not my opinion, it's not tradition, but the Bible says, in the book of Proverbs chapter 13, verse 24, He who spares the rot hates his son. But he who loves him is careful to discipline him. Okay? Careful. You are not beating your child because you love beating. No. In fact, it may hurt you to see the rot hitting your child. You know, your son or your daughter. But you love that child too much to let that child be in a dangerous situation or even go to destruction and that's not the only scriptures there are many but let me read another one proverbs uh, chapter 23 verse 13 the bible says do not withhold discipline from a child if you punish him with the rod he will not die okay some parents they say no I can't beat my child it will hurt him or her well I tell you, I can still feel some pain which my father inflicted on me. (laughs) My father was a good beater, you know. And I'm not blaming him because I I, I think now I know I needed it, you know. But it really helped me. You know, I, I would have done things continuously without him correcting me. So parents, you cannot just abdicate your responsibility is as well, you know, it will come all right eventually. Let me tell you, it will not come all right. If you let the child walk the wrong way, it will not just come all right. You know, some parents even get mad when the teachers in the school discipline their children. And you are doing a very big disservice to your child because the teacher is only interested to see your child progress. Now you are undermining the teacher. In fact you and the teachers you should be on one on one pitch. Teachers am I right? Yes. You know it's 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 the greatest frustration for a teacher to hear from the parent no you're not you 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 you're too harsh to my child. Parents forget about that you know if you have chosen a good school let the teachers do their job. Okay? You worry about your own role and about your own discipline because you are going to spoil that child if you continue like that. Did you hear what I'm saying? Don't spare the rots where it is needed. I know our liberal world does not want to hear that, but that's The Word of God, and it has worked for thousands of years, and it's still working. You see, where people are uh, are subjecting themselves to liberal thinking, and they don't uh, uh, discipline their children anymore, that's where you have recklessness. That's where you have children go to school and shoot others. And people say, we don't know why this is happening. I can tell you easily why it's happening. It's because the values of God are thrown out of the window. Parents are no longer teaching their children. Some of them, they are not even there. They don't even know what is happening. You know, lots and lots of children, they, they come home into their, into their flat or their house. There is no parents. They switch on television. They do whatever they want. They've got complete, total freedom because the parents say, let them have freedom. <laughs> and that freedom destroys them. You know, they can go through any television channel they want to, and they watch the greatest trash. You know, parents, for you to do a good job in, the, in your children's life, you need to be able to say no. Very important word, N-O. Tell your neighbor no. Okay? Is there anybody who has failed to say no? No. You should go for counseling. <laughs> no is a very important word. Now I know, you know, children, they are dancing on your heads, They are stepping on your toes. They are giving you a headache. Because you said no. But they will learn in season, in good time, they will learn that there is a limit. There's a boundary. It doesn't hurt. I tell you, it didn't hurt me. I heard a lot of no's and I didn't like them, not one time. You know, but it did me good. I'm glad I wouldn't be the one who I am today if my parents did not take discipline very seriously. And we, as children of God, we need to take discipline seriously. Let me quickly say another few things because I think they are very important. You know, we need to. Help our children grow up. And there's a wonderful explanation in the Word of God, in the book of Luke, of how our children ought to grow. Luke chapter 2, verse 45 and I'm not going to read the whole passage, but it was the time when Jesus went with his parents to Jerusalem, and then Jesus was remaining behind, and his parents were looking for him, and eventually they found him, and they said, but why have you done that? And Jesus said, but don't you know that I have to be in my father's house? And then, after that, they went back to where they have come from. Uh, The Bible says here, after Jesus was answering, didn't you know that I must be in my father's house? That is Luke chapter 2, verse Uh, 49. And the Bible says, but they didn't understand what he meant. Then he returned to Nazareth with them. That was his parents. And was obedient to them. That's good, isn't it? Jesus was obedient to his parents. And his mother stored all these things in her heart. Now verse 52, listen carefully. The Bible says, Jesus grew in wisdom and in stature, and in favor with God and all the people. Jesus grew. Even at that time, the, the teachers of the Lord, they were already amazed about the knowledge Jesus had. But Jesus went back, was obedient to his parents, and grew in four areas. In wisdom, in stature, and in favor with God, and in favor with the people. That's very important. Every child needs to grow in these four areas. Every child. You know, children, as I said, lack direction, they lack instruction, they lack knowledge. When they are born, they are like an empty book with only white pages, nothing all written on them at all. When a baby comes into this world, his brain is white. There is no information yet. Everything needs to be stored into that person's life. So whatever he or she is going to know must be taught, first of all. Children have no discretion. They don't know what is right and what is wrong. They don't even know what to eat and what not to eat. And that's why, as I said earlier on, they sometimes put things into their mouths which you get horrified about. Because they don't know better. You know, that's why they are touching things which you gets, you know, completely shaken when they're coming close to fire or to, to hot plates or something like that. And you say, no, don't touch that. But of course, they don't know that. They're yet to find out. And I tell you, the best teacher, of course, is experience. But why should you let people experience bad things when you can train them and help them to avoid to be hurt? So all these things must be taught. As I said, children lack wisdom. And the Bible tells us that Jesus grew in wisdom. Every child is called to grow in understanding and in wisdom. Okay? Not only in knowledge, but wisdom. Unfortunately, these days, our children are given a lot of knowledge. But wisdom is the art to apply the knowledge in the right way. And that's what we need to teach our children. Jesus was growing in wisdom. Children lack stature. Of course, when children are born, they are small, physically weak. They are unable to support or sustain themselves. You know, a baby cannot survive on its own. If you leave a baby alone, and we see this happening unfortunately, that mothers are leaving their babies somewhere. If there is no good Samaritan coming along, that baby is going to die. So, children, starting from their birth and even up to adulthood, need to be brought up, need to be taken care of physically, they need to be sustained. And parents have a responsibility for them, have a responsibility to feed them. Because children cannot fend for themselves. Unfortunately, we have got so many orphans these days who are out in the streets and have to fend for themselves. But it's not meant that way. You know, children are to be under the care of their parents until they are adults and can stand on their own. And so, brothers and sisters, friends, I want you to put a lot of input into the life of your children so that they can stand on their own. Now, you may say, I have no idea. I I, I can't teach everything. Well, first of all, teach the Word of God because that is given to you as a gift. Second, you can not teach them every skill, of course, but you can open the door for them and say, why don't you take that opportunity which comes along? You know, find out what your child has interest in, and then open a door for children and help them to get what they need for their life. It's wonderful to see how God has made living together possible. You know, children are taken care of 15, 17, 18, 19, 20 years have the opportunity to learn from their parents and you know if they have not learned after 20 years or 18 years then it's not the children's fault then it's our responsibility amen I'm not saying they must be perfect because children of course have their own will you know They, they can decide for themselves sometimes you would make a different choice than your children are making but once you taught them, you can rest in peace and say, well, I've taught them what I had to teach them, and now I leave everything else in the hands of the Lord. Praise God. The Bible says Jesus grew in favor with God and men. Let me tell you, when, people are, when children are born... Even so, they may have naturally a tendency to love God when they're very young. They very quickly lose that tendency. If you don't teach a child to love the Lord and to pray and to worship, you will see a child very quickly becoming alienated to God in a terrible way. And haven't you seen rebels? Have you seen children who are criminals? You know, it's all possible because they are not taught. So spiritually speaking, they need to be taught. And we have a responsibility, responsibility to teach them in everything we do. Children are not socially you know, acclimated with people. And so, as I said earlier on, they are selfish. They are not humble. They need to be taught to relate to other people and to be kind and help other people.
0: Come into His house, there is healing there. Come into His house, there is joy. Let's praise Almighty God, lift His holy name. Come into His house to pray. Come into His house, there is healing there. Come into His house. There is joy. Let's praise Almighty God. Lift His holy name. Come into His house.